Oh my god! At camp the other day, we were for during Camp Olympics, which we won. By the way, go Galactic Goats! Um, <laughs> but there was an event that was a relay race, and there was one part where I, I sounded so out of shape because my boss was like, "And then once the people who are doing the cartwheels get to you and they tag you, the counselor has to run to the next camper and tag them." And I so loud went, "Oof." <laughs> because I was told that I have to run, but then someone showed me where I would be running to, and it was actively five feet. Like it was literally five feet. It was not far, <laughs> and I was there being like, "I have to run that." <laughs> All right, here we are. We're recording. Hi. Welcome back to You Know What I've Been Wondering. I'm Sarah. I'm Jane. Jane's a new Jane. What? You're a new Jane. You're a 24-year-old Jane now. I'm a 24-year-old Jane. I'm not the the Jane you knew before. I'm not like (laughs) other Janes. (laughs) I'm not like other Janes. She's, She's a new Jane. Jane is now a different number than I am. I know. It's weird. It's also weird to me that I'm older. I know it's only by like three weeks, but <laughs> why is that weird that you're older? I feel like you're so much more mature than I am. No, I think you and I express our maturity very differently. Mm, that's true. Yeah, but I do often sometimes I have to like remind myself that I'm one of my youngest friends as far as like when I'm around people that are our age. Some of my closest friends are younger than me. Um. But like growing up in elementary school, I was always the youngest of everybody. And people were like shocked by this because like I will say that in elementary school, middle school and high school, I was one of the most mature people in my grade. Like always. I've just always been very mature. But that's because I grew up with a family that was much older than me, I think. And I was an only child. Um, So I sometimes have to remind myself when all my friends like as soon as we had one friend be 24, I wanted to start saying I was 24. Even though I'm like, no, 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 I'm I'm 23. Um, so that is like a weird thing that I do because I always want to be like, oh, no, I'm the same age. But I'm like, no, like I'm actually I'm, I'm, yeah. pretty, I'm pretty young for our year. Like I wasn't I wasn't 21 until same as you. Like we weren't 21. Yeah. Like senior year. Of senior year. Or so when everyone else was being 21, I was like, I want to be 21. And I kind of never let go. Of that. <laughs> so I'm, gonna pretend <laughs> that I'm 24 for the next two and a half weeks, even though I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> One of my counselors is 20 and she keeps being like, I just want to be 21. I'm like, girl, you're like, yeah. you have your whole life. Like, <laughs> you'll be I know. Fine. It was like, I felt like it was a desperate race to become 21. And now yeah. I'm past 21. I'm like, oh, now we're here. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and now, here we are. now we're just here. How are you? How was your birthday? It was good. Um, I did. What did I do? Um, I had like a little lakeside picnic with my uh-huh. camp friends. We went swimming. It was cute. It was the sunset cute. while we were swimming and it was like cute. I posted a picture on Instagram. Um, yeah, that was like a beautiful sunset. Yeah, it was amazing. Uh, and then my brother took me out to a local like restaurant slash bar and uh-huh. we got drinks and we got ice cream today. It was fun. That is fun. That sounds like a good birthday. Yeah, it was good. That's good. And it was my only day off for 
well, it, this week at least, because right. I had a very long rehearsal on Saturday, and then yesterday's my day off, and then it's camp all day, tech rehearsals all night, all week long. Yeah, it's just, it's a long stretch for you right now. Yeah, but we'll make it through. I think we should get an hour of our life added on every year. <laughs> after, after 24 it's like after 24 next year for 25 congrats you don't have 25 hours in a day Ooh. you know that would be nice that would be really nice i don't want less than 24 hours i just want more yeah yeah yeah, yeah. oh my gosh everyone go follow my cat's instagram account mains of maine it's hilarious yes i posted a really cute in, video yeah it's mains as in lion mains. lion's mains like m-a-n-e-s-o-f-m-a-i-n-e-s yeah, it's great. No, 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 no. There's no S at the end. <laughs> Just Mains of Maine. Yeah, it's it's very, very cute. Your cats are very precious. The video of you feeding Blue a treat like, really melted my heart. He's so sweet. Such a sweet What boy. you don't... What I didn't say... I'm looking at the video right now. Um, is that in part of it, in the beginning of it, there's like a like the lights flicker. What, oh. that, what that was, was um, I was trying to give him a treat... And then Cricket, like, jumped overhead. Like, <laughs> not over me, but, like, she jumped in between Blue and the lamp. So, <laughs> it, like... Dramatic effect. Yeah, it's, like, whoa, darkness for a second. Because my other, like, chubby little cat jumped in between him and the light source. Oh, my gosh. That's really funny. <laughs> Cricket so, loves to create a dramatic effect. She really does. She's the queen of drama. Yeah. Um so how are you, Sarah? I'm I'm good. It's like it's I have two weeks left of camp, which like mm-hmm. thank God. Um, <laughs> wow, I'm so grateful. But also it like has suddenly hit me that like okay, this weekend I'm going home to Pennsylvania for a family party, a different family party, the other side of my family. Um, and then next weekend is my last weekend before I go on vacation. So I'm like, oh my God, like I'm leaving for vacation so soon. Yeah. It was also a really weird week because I turned down um, a not job offer. I got offered an apprenticeship, but it's unpaid. Oh, so I decided not to do it. And like, I'm not going to say what company it is because I genuinely was really interested in the company and what they do. And I think that their work is really valuable. But I just like I'm too far in my career and in my life to take unpaid work, which is unfortunate because the stuff that I would do as their apprentice, I'm genuinely really interested in doing. Yeah. So it was like a little bit of a bummer and made me feel really weird. So now I'm like in this weird place. And I'm like, okay, you just turned down an apprenticeship, which means you have to get another job. Like yesterday, I spent all day like looking for jobs to apply to and doing that. Um, so it's like, it's like, I feel like August is already rushing by. Oh yeah. Because soon, by the time I get, when I get back from vacation, it'll be September and then the school year will start and then it'll be fall. So it's like, I'm in a very, I'm in a very odd in between place right now. I feel you of like, yeah, yeah, it's kind of like a limbo. Yeah. Like you're going to be back in New York before you even know it. I know it's crazy. Yeah. It's super crazy. And like we have to renew our lease and all these things. So just, just, just a lot happening. There's a a lot happening, but good things, good things. Just the end of summer is always a very odd place. It like throws itself out. I feel like, I feel like summer is always so much shorter than we expect it to be. Or is it like, two sometimes three long months but then it's like you get june and then the but second not even july people are school. like time for back to school stuff and we didn't even get june yeah we, we didn't got get july june. and it's so we got one month and now it's already like 
Right, I know. I was at Target yesterday and all of the clothes are fall clothes already. Everything Boo. is about back to school. Like every it's crazy. Like I I had to go buy a new pair of shorts for work and I had a hard time finding shorts because everyone's moved on to jeans because it's back to school now that it's oh. August. I was like, what on earth? We still have two months. September's a hot month. We have two months of hot weather left. It's crazy. Yeah. I feel like this summer is really, really being rushed. And like I don't know. I wasn't in America last summer at all. I was there. In, I was there in August, but August for me was about finding a job. Um, mm-hmm. So I forgot how rushed summers felt, and it feels so crazy rushed. So crazy rushed. So that's how. That's how I'm doing. I did research kind of differently because I was doing it like on the go, mostly like during camp. So it's a lot of screenshots <laughs> on my phone of various <laughs> ones. <laughs> I love that. That's amazing. I'm into that. <laughs> are you are you ready to get started as you screenshot like crazy? I am. I am. I am. I do I apologize for my like haphazard thing this week. I've had a very Event. busy yeah. slash eventful week and yeah. everything's fine. No one worry. But I did. A member of my family had a medical emergency over the weekend and they are fine now that they like went to the ER and like got what they needed fixed fixed right but I spent a majority of the day that I was going to research doing that so it happens totally happens I understand I appreciate you I had offered for us to skip and she said no so I appreciate you being here and doing this we didn't give any warning to our listeners so I felt bad I would have released something I would have <laughs> if, if we hadn't done an episode it would have just been 10 minutes of me saying some random stuff <laughs> which would have been actually really funny <laughs> now you know just, if like, we ever talk just about like, some cats movie cast just, oh my like, gosh yeah like... I would have ranted about cats <laughs> no I would have done a poll like we're skipping an episode. What should because Jane's busy. What should Sarah rant about? <laughs> Be like the cats movie, <laughs> the cats movie, Frozen two. <laughs> One of my absolute favorite movies and books is It by Stephen King, and they re. This is also how I'm doing. They re-released the It Chapter One, the first movie, oh. um, with eight an eight minute preview of It Chapter Two this weekend, and Kelsey and I went and saw it. Um, the eight minute preview was wild and it made me so emotional and so excited for this movie to come out in a month and that's also crazy because like I feel like I've been waiting for that movie I have been waiting for this movie for two years because the first part came out in 2017 and now it's like really rattling me that's coming out in a couple of months because I'm not like mentally prepared so that was also wild so I could have ranted about it chapter one and slash <laughs> for 10 minutes so we've all been saved <laughs> I have all been truly saved <laughs> <laughs> so shall I attempt to get started? Yeah, let's do it. Let's try it. <laughs> I'll try anything once. Um, I literally said that to somebody on Hinge the other day. That's wild that you just said that. <laughs> Ooh. Um, oh, there it is. Okay. So you asked me last week about um, a subject that seemed... I was like... Uh, Okay, Sarah. Um, <laughs> heat wave related deaths in Europe, which I was like, um, okay. But I then, know, really weird. Like a couple days went by, and I was sitting with my parents at dinner, 
And my dad was like, did you hear about what's going on in Europe right now with this heat wave? And I was like, wait, is this like a topic people are talking about? Yes. <laughs> I, didn't, I wasn't just like Jane, like out of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were. No. Uh, <laughs> I have context to my brain sometimes. Uh, okay. I, I believe you. Um, now. <laughs> I believe you now. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, but basically this summer specifically, um, in the like last couple of weeks of July, there was like a crazy heat wave in Europe and I'm not even sure it's officially over, but it's just not as bad as it was towards the end of July. Yeah. Um, with, um, the highest temperature I can see right now being at one point it was 45 degrees Celsius in um, southern France, which in Fahrenheit for us strange Americans who I don't know why we don't use Celsius like the rest of the world. Um, <laughs> don't even get me started. <laughs> is 113 degrees Fahrenheit. I saw somewhere um, in Sicily, which I, I've my mom and I've been looking into this because we're going there. Um, yeah. But Mount Etna like erupt had like a small eruption. And the combination of that plus the heat wave pushed the temperatures in Sicily up to 124 degrees. Fahrenheit. <laughs> yeah. Is that disgusting? But that had to do with the volcano, I think, too. Okay. 113 degrees. All by that's crazy in France. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it was crazy. Um, but pretty much all over Europe, like in Scandinavia, too, like Ugh. it was just like sweltering. It was the highest temperature they've seen in a really long time. And you did say, I, I remember you saying about how the last 17 years have been the like hottest 17 years or something like that. There's something that's like record. the 20 hottest, the 20 hottest summers on record in Europe have 17 happened. have happened over the last 17 years or like 17 mm -hmm. of them have happened in the last 20 years or something like that. Mm -hmm. Well, um, this heat wave, like, yes, it's been hot in Europe the past like 20 years, I guess, but the, they haven't seen a heat wave this bad since 2003. Mm -hmm. um, and 2003 was like this crazy heat wave. I think I read somewhere that like 50,000 people died or something. That's the one that I talked about in the climate change episode where that specific heat wave, like 15,000 people in Russia alone died. Jeez. Something like that. I forget the exact number. Um, but it's pretty crazy. And scientists have pretty much... Um, officially confirmed that climate change is not the cause of all of the heat, but has made it worse than it would have been. Yeah. Um, by as much as like by at least two degrees Celsius. Yeah. They were like, this is effect. Like it would have been two degrees less but, hot yeah. if yeah. it was not, if, if it weren't for global warming or climate change. Yeah. Um, but I mean, in this case we can call it global warming, but um, I read somewhere that, in um, in cities where the population is denser, uh, a single degree difference can be like the difference in like a thousand people's lives. <gasps> That's crazy. It was different. In, in the, when the population is less, like they said in New York City, one degree difference in temperature is like a thousand less people dying of heat stroke or heat related death. Um, but in a city where they're more spread out, where in like Los Angeles, it would only be a couple hundred people. Oh my God. Uh, so it's more, it has more to do with like how closely people are right. living in proximity and 
Yeah. My big question with Europe is that, so I was in, I was in Norway last year during a small heat wave. And, um, Mm -hmm. I had the experience that there is no air conditioning in Norway because normally they don't need it. So it was about 90 degrees Fahrenheit, which is hot. That's definitely hot. Mm -hmm. Um, but by America standard, that's a normal summer for us. Like it's been 90 degrees for two weeks here in New York. Mm -hmm. Um, that was abnormal for them. So they didn't have air conditioning. Their fans all sold out. People were very, very warm. And I have a feeling that Europe, older buildings, you know, a lot more historic preservation, a lot less places have central air. So is a heat wave more deadly in Europe than it would be if the same heat wave happened in America. It is. Yeah. They're just less prepared for a heat wave okay. uh, because their climate in just all of history has not been as warm as it is during the yeah. summer. And the most dangerous time for them um, is early June, which that was one of the biggest problems in 2003 is that this crazy heat wave hit and it was early June. So people were still, their bodies hadn't acclimated to warmer weather yet. Oh, yeah. Because when a heat wave hits later in July, like at least it's been in the 90s all July. And so your body's not as shocked by the sudden heat as it is when it happens earlier in the summer. Uh, And the correct, they do not have um, central air. Uh, Air conditioning is far less common in Europe. Um, I remember going abroad and it was really hot when we first arrived in like early September. And I remember them telling us like, they, they gave us all a little fan and they were like, well, if it really bothers you, you could like take your towel and um, soak it in cold water and then hang it in your window. Yeah. And I was like, I don't know if that'll help that much because there wasn't really a breeze. But yeah, um, they were like confused by all of us being like, there's no AC or spoiled yeah, Americans. Um, yeah. America is AC. There's AC everywhere. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Which, ugh, now that you told me that thing about air conditioning, like, working how it works. I oh, how it works. About, how it, like, sucks hot air instead of blowing cold air. That's only if you have a window unit, but yeah. Oh. <laughs> Thank you, Alan Mendez. Scientist to the stars. Yeah. And we are the stars. And here's the scientist. Um, oh, I was the wrong. Stars. The 2003 heat wave killed 70,000 people, not 50. 70? Yeah, oh my it's gosh. crazy. And- and that's mostly from heat exhaustion, heat stroke, all of that. Yes. I was look, I was looking at this article by the EPA about like what actually like is the cause of death when it's heat related death. Like why? And it's mostly like the people who die are the elderly people who already have heart conditions and serious medical conditions. Cause it's what it really does is it, your heart really can't handle it as much. Okay. Isn't, isn't your heart, isn't it responsible for our respiratory system, which like cools us? Yeah. Um, so it's really um, heat stroke is a big one, but there's also yeah heat exhaustion and heat stroke. Hot temperatures contribute to deaths from heart attacks, strokes, and other forms of cardiovascular disease. And heat, this surprised me because I really, I, I'm a person who hates being cold and like i think the snow is pretty when it first falls but like then after about like a week of it i'm like all right cool i'm ready for spring um but (laughs) heat is the leading weather related killer in the united states really yeah just from people overheating i think so that's so interesting but like as climate change is affecting 
the planet um mm-hmm. scientists are predicting that there's going to be fewer and fewer and fewer cold related deaths and more and more and more heat related ones that makes sense uh which is not a shocker but yeah cardiovascular issues is really the big thing that you gotta watch out for that's a picture of kramer um <laughs> i'm going through my screenshots on my notes phone. notes via photos <laughs> <laughs> look at him he's sitting in a sunbeam look at his little butt Oh, he's so cute. I took a video of it a second before. No, it's a two seconds. Speaking anyway, of heat waves. <laughs> speaking of heat waves, my cute little boy. So the things that they... I tried to look up th- ways to be prepared for things like this. Yeah. And there's not a lot online uh, for like being more prepared other than like generally telling people to drink water, stay indoors, go swimming if you can or something. But I saw a lot more articles that were like, all you can really do is try and help the planet because yeah it's real that's really the biggest issue is that climate change is making these heat Heat waves waves way worse than they were yeah Yeah. Uh, which if you needed another reason to try and be more conscious of climate change and things that you could be doing to help the environment yeah here's yet another one yeah i was listening to a podcast recently that was like some politician talking about how climate change is a corporation issue it's not an individual person issue because Mm -hmm. really like it's good if you want to do small things that help the environment like absolutely like do that encourage other people to do that because it doesn't not help but what people really need to be putting their time and effort into is convincing corporations to improve their carbon footprint and like mm-hmm. really invest the time in what they do because it's corporations like Target, Amazon, Johnson and Johnson, like these major sellers of goods that really are affecting the environment because their their impact is yeah. so is so astronomical. And so I was thinking about that a lot. Like how can I focus on making sure that like corporations are being environmentally friendly, not just yeah. like me individually. It's hard. Because it's really at the hard. same time, I still like I still want to reduce my own carbon footprint. Absolutely. So, but I get I don't know, I see what people's points when they say things on Facebook along the lines of like, what does it matter? Like you shouldn't be being mad at people for um using plastic straws you should be mad at corporations and it's like well i am more mad at the corporations but also i for myself would like to pollute as little as i can right i think it's about like monitoring yourself but in addition to that like if you monitor yourself i think you also have the responsibility to monitor who you're purchasing from yeah Um, just like how we don't purchase items like it was i remember learning about child labor laws and then it was like a huge thing that i was like great then i won't like purchase anything from people that use child labor and that's a really huge thing now like corporations yeah. constantly monitoring like do they use child labor do they pay fair, fair wages things like that like i think i think it's along the same lines if you're going to value a company for how they treat their employees and you know um if that's a reason why you buy a certain product then like maybe also look at their carbon footprint yeah and how they treat their employees there's so many things yeah um their record of who they give and take money from things like that um that's super yeah that's real (laughs) i found this one quote that i thought was really funny from um the 
the chief of police in Braintree, Massachusetts, Massachusetts. I was Googling like, well, what can you do in a heat wave like to protect yourself? Uh, <laughs> getting back on topic. Um, and he just said, quote unquote, stay home, blast the AC, binge Stranger Things season three, play with that face app, practice karaoke in your basement. We'll talk again on Monday when it's cooler. <laughs> he oh, was I like, just don't, just, like, just don't do anything. <laughs> right. That's like a very America centric answer, though. Like this, that's not going to help the people in Europe. I know who don't have AC. Yeah. Do you know how many people have died so far in this heat wave? Um, I think I don't think as many as in the 2003 heat wave. It's interesting because my um, I have a cousin who lives in the Netherlands and I never thought of this, but she was supposed to come earlier than she did. She always comes in the summer with her kids to like visit <laughs> her mother, my aunt, and they're here visiting now. But she was supposed to come a couple days earlier, but her flight got canceled because apparently it was 109 degrees in the Netherlands and that's too oh hot God. to like launch a plane from the tarmac. Oh, my God. That and makes I sense because never- people have to be on the tarmac. Like when that happens and all of that oh. heat created from the engines, that makes sense. That's crazy. I never thought of that. I just thought like she meant like the plane itself was too hot and they were like, ah, it doesn't work. Well, it's possible. I don't know if a plane can overheat, but many electronic devices can could. overheat. I bet it yeah. can. It's true. Heat wave. Oh, yeah. This one also happened in June, which was not good. Um. Uh, okay, nice. so it's not nearly the same number. I think it's saying um, the heat was implicated in the deaths of at least 13 people. Uh, five died in France, four in Germany, three in the United Kingdom, two in Spain, and one in Italy. And okay. that kind of makes sense to me that they had such a large number of people dying in 2003 from a similar situation. So they've had 16 years to, to yeah. be aware that climate change exists and heat is going to be a problem. and Yeah, and air conditioning has definitely become more common since then. Yeah, and a lot of things I read online were um, just public officials contacting the public and giving them advice on staying inside and hydrating. So they were saying, like, actually, like, in some countries, the government tweeting people should stay indoors because it was going to be hot, like, actually is helping people. That's good. That's very um, Which you wouldn't think of something like that being that helpful, but I guess it is. I guess so. Cause like, you'd think they'd have like weather reports. Like, I feel like maybe that's just an American thing. I'm sure every country has meteorologists, but right. We think, I feel like that's something I see. I vividly remember my mother watching the weather report on the news every morning before I went to school. Yeah. Um, Maybe it's more like it's appealing to the younger generations who like, don't like, we don't sit and watch the weather report, you know, but but like, but we're on Twitter message coming right at you. Yeah, exactly. Oh, sorry. I'm crinkling. It's okay. Stop. 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 (laughs) Oh God. There it is. There's my ASMR. Oh, wow. (laughs) That was not comfy for me. So I know that's 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 Brie from the Queen of Brevity this week, but that's about what I <laughs> no, it was great. Really have thank you, you, thank you for teaching me about that because I just awesome. wanted to I just wanted to know more because when I did the climate change episode and I said, oh yeah, like fifteen thousand people died in Russia, you were like, why don't we know more about that? So then I was like, okay, great, you go find out more about. Oh, that. so I found out more about that. Yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. you did. You did. Thank you. Thank you for telling. Everything me. makes sense. It's all it's all planned. 
And we are all connected to each other. <laughs> in a circle. In a hoop. That, that never, never ends. ends. That never ends. Have you oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that. I really appreciate it. You're very welcome. So I have a special surprise this week for the Reddit segment, which is that twice in a row, I am now not using Reddit for my Reddit segment, but you're going to like this. Honestly, I like when we get creative and it's not strictly like, oh, someone asked this question. Here's the answer. Yeah. It's like, this is something funny I found on the Internet. Anyway, go on. Well, this isn't just something funny I found on the Internet. So yesterday was your birthday and we didn't record we didn't record anything beforehand for your birthday. But that's okay because I have prepared this lovely list for you of things that have happened on August 4th <laughs> for the Reddit segment. Um well Barack Obama was born, Dylan and Cole Sprouse were born uh, yes. in the same city in Italy that I studied abroad in. Um <laughs> Wow, 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 wow. It's all in the universe. Great. So you know two of them. Awesome. Um, so <laughs> I, I, have an, I have a really lovely list of things that have happened on August 4th in history from onthisday.com. Thank you, I'm On so This excited. Day. Um, and actually, I'm going to save my favorite one for last, which happens chronologically first, but it's just because I think it's one you'll like a lot. So here we go. Okay. Things that have happened on August 4th. In 1693, Don Perignon invented champagne. <gasps> I have, that's so fun. I have champagne in my fridge. My mom and I are looking, she got it. She's like, I got it for your birthday, but we haven't had time to pop, pop it yet. yet. Yeah. Well, there you go. He it was invented on your It was birthday. invented on my birthday. Oh my gosh. There's even a song in the musical Gigi called yeah, the, the day they invented, invented champagne. champagne. Yeah. 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 It's great. my birthday. Da, 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 da. Wow. You can very much sing that song. That's so relevant to you. No, it, uh, those aren't the words I, I made. Them. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I just didn't know the chorus. Wow. Okay. So in 1753, George Washington became a master Mason, which one day we will cover the Freemasons. We have to. <gasps> we should. We have to cover the Masons. We must. Um, in 1789, there, there, there are some in here that I just threw it in there because it relates to the podcast. The French Revolution, the National Constituent Assembly, meets and issues the first decrees that abolish centuries of feudalism in France. Super important to the French Revolution. Throwing it back to an episode, tying it to the birthday. In 1790, Alexander Hamilton founds the U.S. Coast Guard. Wow. In 1862, the U.S. government collects income tax for the first time, which is a bummer. (gasps) But it happened on your birthday. Sorry, guys. <laughs> it's all right. We forgive you. In 1892, Lizzie Borden is arrested for murder. <gasps> a classic true crime. Classic true crime. It's it's not good that I was like, a queen. She was a murderer. Well, we don't know that. She was never convicted. Also, the Lizzie Borden show starring Christina Ricci is very good. Everyone go watch it. Um, in 1914, the U.S. declares neutrality in World War One, which we know how that goes. But... <laughs> Still interesting. This next one is like a little sad, but I found very interesting that this happened because I didn't even know this happened. In 1918, Jewish Lieutenant Hugo Gutman awards Adolf Hitler the Iron Cross for bravery in battle in World War One. I. I didn't know that that happened, but that like I found that to be a very interesting fact. It is interesting. It's kind of icky, but yeah, it's like icky. Like it made me feel uncomfortable, but I didn't know that that even happened. Mm. In 1919, the Rodin Museum opens in Paris, the famous sculpture museum. 
1922, some feminism. Lizzie Murphy becomes the first female to play against MLB players in a charity exhibition. Oh, was that like um, a a league of their own? No, that would have been later. Yeah, that was later. Um, That would have been World War II. Yeah, but good for her. We love we love female baseball players. We in do. 1936, American athlete Jesse Owens wins his second gold medal at the Berlin Olympics. Oh. In 1942, um, German occupiers again. I'm tying this back to the podcast. German occupiers kill all of the Dutch homing pigeons. <gasps> they don't want them to send messages and now we know how homing pigeons work so that makes sense to us oh yeah all the ones from the netherlands they were like don't let those fly home yeah exactly in 1940 this one's really sad and i'm sorry in 1944 Anne frank is captured and arrested that's so sad really sad in 1955, President Eisenhower authorizes $46 million for the construction of the CIA headquarters, which would Ooh. later become where the birth truth event happened. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> 1967 and 1977, the U.S. performs nuclear tests in Nevada. They didn't say where. I'm going to throw it out there that it was Area 51. It has to be. That's it doesn't have to be. For your birthday, I think it was Area 51. I told my mom that we were talking about Area 51, and she went, oh, they, they do nuclear testing there. That's what that is. They, they're they doing nuclear bombs or something. I was like, oh, you don't even Nevada, know. It just says Nevada test site. It doesn't even say, like, where, but I think I think it was Area 51. In nineteen seventy In 1971, the U.S. launches the first satellite into lunar orbit. <gasps> oh, my gosh. It was the Black Knight satellite. No kidding. <laughs> Um, in 1984, Prince's Purple Rain reaches number one on the charts and stays there for 24 consecutive weeks. Aww. Aww. 1988, Congress awards $20,000 to every person detained in a Japanese internment camp during World War II, which I did not know they did that. No, I me neither. But they did in 1988. 1995, Jane is born. <laughs> 2010, Prop 8 was overturned in California. That happened on your birthday. I don't know if you remember that, but it happened. And what year was it? 2010. Oh. I don't remember that, if I'm being honest. It's fine. We weren't politically active. No, I was in high school being, like, mopey. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> 2012, Serena Williams wins the Golden London Olympics. I love her. I love her. 2015. I did not know this happened. <laughs> Miss Piggy and Kermit break up. <laughs> you didn't. Oh, I remember hearing about that and being devastated. But That's I'm pretty sure. Birthday. No, it was. It was all in. Um. Do you remember? I don't know if it's still on. It might have just been like one season or something. But ABC did like a Muppets show around that time. Like they did a new TV series with the Muppets around that time. But they yeah. advertised for it. Like the the publicity stunt to advertise for that show was they announced that Miss Piggy and Kermit were breaking up, and like oh my God. so I don't I need to watch the show to see if maybe on the course of the show they get back together mm-hmm. because I remember watching like a moment of one episode and it was like the the Muppets discussing the fact that like oh Miss Piggy's on her way do you think Kermit and Piggy can be in the same room like 
Oh my gosh. I did not know this happened. Well, they broke up on your birthday. Congrats, Jane. You broke up. I'm sorry. I I personally did it. I was like, hey, guys. You did it. How long is this relationship gone? Are you married yet? Where's it going? (laughs) You're like talking to that one. I told Miss Piggy to walk out on him. Um, 2018, President Nicola Maduro, I don't know how to say this in Spanish, Nicolas, Nicolas Maduro of Venezuela survives an assassination attempt by drone live on television. I know nothing about this, but I was like, that's a lot packed into one event. That's a, that's a, that's a, that's a sentence that like doesn't stop going. It's, no, if, yeah. <laughs> like you every really, word you say is a new twist exactly and my favorite which is the one i think you'll really like and i think is most appropriate for you is the earliest one in the year 1181 a supernova was seen in cassiopeia oh i thought that was really i thought that was really nice so happy birthday that's the that's the good part of my reddit segment but of course the good part is there a bad part yeah, there's going to be a little bit of a twist right now because oh, I made no. this I made this list. We were originally supposed to record on what Saturday or something like that. So I made this list like Thursday, Friday. Mm-hmm. And then happy birthday. I hope you had a wonderful birthday and a beautiful day with your friends and your family. <laughs> um, but then Saturday night and Sunday morning, we had mm-hmm. there were two mass shootings, the El Paso yeah. mass shooting and the shooting in Dayton, Ohio, which happened on August 4th. Um, and I'd already made this list and I was like, oh, I wonder if anything will happen in 2019. And then this happened. Mm-hmm. So I I just like I, I would like to acknowledge that it happened um, and say that it's a tragedy in so many on so many levels, like so many lives were lost. You know, you're reading these tweets about people who are afraid to collect their families in El Paso because they're worried about their immigration status, like just heartbreak after heartbreak after heartbreak. Um, and it's really upsetting and it's really hard. And like, I just, every time a shooting happens, which is so regular, which is unfortunate, but it feels like every time I feel more and more hopeless about it because it happens so many times and yet there's still nothing's getting done. Nothing's happening. So I went online and I was like, what can you do to help like pass better laws and things like that? I was just trying to like go out into the ether and be like, what can I do to help? Because I don't like feeling hopeless um and i found this app this is not sponsored this is me putting out this putting this out there for those of you who also feel helpless in the wake of two terrible mass shootings that will almost certainly be followed by more based on historic evidence and there's an app called countable um that i've been using for a couple of days now and the app um connects you to your representatives so when you download it you put in your address and it tells you who your representatives are and articles and issues will pop up and you use the app to directly say like if they're voting on a law like do you support it why yes or no um and there have been multiple things that have popped up about the shooting and there are ways that you just hit message your representative and you can send them a note about what you want them to do and all of this stuff and it's a really great tool to and it really does contact them i got an email back from the office of pat toomey senator pat toomey of pennsylvania saying like thank you for your correspondence like it really does send it through to them um and it's a really important and a useful tool to contact your representatives and tell them explicitly to their face how you feel about them because i know i'm one of those people that just like gets on twitter and retweets a lot of like statistics or whatever um and likes whatever elizabeth warren says but 
you know, I do have representatives and I have representatives for a reason. And so if you would like, if you are looking for something to, you know, help you, you know, get out your feelings and really try to tell your representatives how you feel about what's going on and what you would like them to do. That is an app that makes it really, really easy to do. There are also apps that help you call your senators. I'm not a, mm. I'm not confident enough to call. I don't, I like never know what to say. Um, so on the app, I like copy what other people have written to their senators and I just paste yeah. it in there really easy. Um, there are some websites that you can Google that will like literally give you a script. Yeah. Like you can definitely do that too. So that's well, what's what, the name of it. It's called counting. It's called countable as in countable. like, as in like accountable, like holding you accountable. Yeah. It's called countable. Free to download, really easy to use. It I set it up in like 10 minutes and like I get notifications like twice a day about what the Senate's discussing. Senate's on recess right now, but like what the Senate will be discussing, like major events that have happened, what you want your representatives to know about what you think about them. Um, it will show you what bills they're voting on. Like something came up, like the House of Representatives is voting on this. What do you think? And it'll let you say like, yes, no. It'll give you more information on what the law is. Yes. It's really useful. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> I love a John Mulaney reference. So that is, that is my bit. I just like I I couldn't not acknowledge it, and I didn't want to put it in the how are yeah. you segment, but I, I couldn't not acknowledge it because I don't want to be that person who, when a tragedy happens, we move on. I don't yeah. think that's how it should be, and I don't. That's not how I want to live my life. So that's my bit about El Paso and Dayton. Mm-hmm. My heart goes out to those two cities and to yeah. everybody affected. Whether or not you knew a person, there are so many people who are affected by this. Um, So that's my bit. I I appreciate that that you've been very good about keeping this podcast socially conscious. Because I know, I feel like you're always the one to be like, let's talk about this thing. And I'm like, you know, you know what? You're right. No, it's fine. It's just on my mind. It weighs on my mind a lot. You don't. (laughs) No, you're, you're an important part of the conversation too, Jane. No, no, I know. I just, I, I appreciate when you do it. Thank my you. Point. Thank you. I just got, <laughs> speaking of politics and social consciousness, I just bought a t-shirt that I love. That's a Land Before Time t-shirt. <gasps> I love Land Before Time. And it says, let's prevent global warming together. And it's like the clan from Land Before Time. And I absolutely love this shirt. And it's my new favorite shirt. And I'm going to wear it everywhere. Did you love Sarah from Land Before Time when you were of little? Of course I did. Mm-hmm. She's my icon. I love her. I still love her. I still will. Like I watched my life before time one time in like senior year of high school, I think. And I was like, wow, I still really relate to Sarah. I love her. She was my hero. I loved the little thing that flew. Ple- oh, um, I can't remember its name. P- um, Peaky or Petrie, 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 Petrie. And Ducky. Yeah. Ducky. Oh my gosh. Loved yeah. Ducky. I loved land before time. Such a cute, such a cute series. It was such a good show. So, so good. That's so the reason good. they made like 40 movies out of it. Yeah. So good. So that was my, that's my fun social conscious t-shirt <laughs> of the moment. <laughs> Are you ready to talk about Planet X? Oh my gosh. I totally forgot. That's what I even asked you about. Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe you forgot. Cause I called Jane yesterday for her birthday and I hadn't done my research yet. And I was like, wait, Jane, what am I researching? And you immediately were like Planet X. And I was like, wow, if you had asked me that, I could not tell you what I asked you about. It's because I also was thinking for this week about asking you about something. And then I realized that it was something in space and I should start. I was like, oh, right. I just asked her about Planet X. So I can't ask you about black holes yet. 
<laughs> Ooh, yet. <laughs> love, love space, love space facts. Okay, so here we go. Let's make this happy and fun again. <laughs> so Planet X has for a long time stood as a placeholder name for a future undiscovered planet. So Planet X, oh. so many different things. And like, I just have to say, I had to, this was really hard to research because all of the information about Planet X either came from 2019, this year, or 2009. Like, nothing in between. So I listened to Astronomy Cast, which is just a podcast by astronomers about astronomy, um, who started when Pluto that. stopped being a planet, which is related to Planet X. Um, and they I will talk about planet again. Like, the, like, not officially. Like, it's not like one of the planets, but they were like, okay, if you want, we can call it a dwarf planet. And people it is, were like, yes, it's technically a planet then. It is It is a dwarf planet, but it is not considered one of the planets of our solar yeah. system. Yeah, yeah. So I will, I'm actually going to explain what's going on with Pluto because it's kind of important to understanding Planet X, actually. Oh. Um, planet X has been a lot of things. It's been both a, um astronomy term and also a conspiracy theory. So I'm just going to talk about it all. So I'd like to thank Astronomy Cast for doing um, most of my research up through 2009. And then I just filled in information from NASA and a couple of other places in between 2009 and 2019. So if any of my information is outdated and you're listening to this and somehow you know more about astronomy than I do, which is totally possible. Um, like, I'm very sorry. I really did my best, but it was, there was a lot of information and it was very confusing. They're so, your Jimmy. They're my Jimmy. Yeah, they are. They were my Jimmy. That's true. I hope Jimmy's okay. Let's let's just do more episodes based off of conspiracy theories that Jimmy has done. That other people have researched. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so Planet X was first used in reference to the discovery of Neptune, which had a lot of drama involved covering <gasps> Neptune. And ne- I just think of that so- that interplanet Janet song from Schoolhouse Rock. And Neptune is its twin. But like when they're like, and Uranus is built on a funny tilt. Okay, so people, so astronomers discovered Neptune or knew Neptune was there because of some odd orbital patterns happening with Uranus. Like they knew that there mm-hmm. was something, there was something going on that was more than just what was happening in our solar system. So they were like, okay, if it's orbiting like this, there has to be another planet beyond Uranus. In the 1840s, two astronomers, two big astronomers, were looking for Neptune. A British astronomer named John Couch Adams, not President John Adams. <laughs> no, it's the time. one on the couch. Yeah, but the one, the British one on the couch. The, the British John Adams that stayed in England during <laughs> the American Revolution. John Adams. I jo- know him. He didn't go anywhere. He lives in England. He's a different <laughs> guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god get out of here okay so that was the british guy. <laughs> and the french astronomer jean joseph le verrier Ooh, fancy both of them theorized that there was a planet separately that there was a planet beyond uranus because of the orbit although both are credited with the discovery of neptune because Leverrier and John Couch Adams both originally calculated the um, the positioning of Neptune within one degree of each other, which in the sky is like an insignificant amount. Both of them, so both of them were equally credited with finding it. But more recently published letters, like 
with the, from the early 1900s after the two of them had died, after the two of them had received equal credit, mm-hmm. um, revealed that while Leverrier's calculations were so precise that his associate was able to find Neptune through their telescope in the sky within 30 minutes, he literally did the calculation and he was like, okay, based on my calculations, it should be somewhere in this area. And they were so precise that they could find it in th- they could find Neptune in the sky in 30 minutes. Wow. Adams's calculations were unconvincing at first, and they were so unconvincing that the Royal Conservator- Conservatory of Astronomy, I think that's what it's called. Mm. I might have just made that up. Whatever the it's the Royal something of astronomy in England. Um, their director refused to even look at his calculations. And it was only when the French revealed their discovery of Neptune that they claimed Adams had also discovered the planet so that they could share their credit because in the 1940s there was not in between England and France colonially and a lot of there was a lot of drama. So England was like, oh Adams, come here. You totally found this too. But really (laughs) got more credit than he deserved because his his calculations were not nearly as precise or as impressive as Leverrier's and the British covered it up. (gasps) Yeah. A conspiracy. It's not a conspiracy, it's a fact. (laughs) Oh, well. It really did happen. Um, So after the discovery of Neptune, planet X became Pluto. Amateur astronomer Percival Lowell predicted the existence of a ninth planet, but he was not a very skilled astronomer, just very rich. Astronomy cast literally said this. He like wasn't very good at actually finding the stars or charting them out um, or the math. He was just super rich. So he paid for a lot of skilled astronomers to do his research Mm. the Lowell Conservatory. This is in America and Flagstaff, Arizona. Um, And he paid a lot, a lot of money to fund the finding of Pluto. He theorized that the wobbles in the orbits of Uranus and Neptune were caused (laughs) by the gravitational pull of an unknown planetary body. Um, Now Lowell died before Pluto, which he called planet X was ever discovered Uh like just before. So Lowell calculated the approximate location of the hypothesized ninth planet and searched for more than a decade without success. He spent a lot of time looking for Pluto um, but again, he wasn't a very good astronomer, so he, his calculations weren't very precise. So all the people he hired were like, okay, we don't know where to look because, like, you're bad at math and we're bad at math. <laughs> you're the leader. Like, <laughs> this whole thing. Um, however, in 1929, using the calculations of Lowell as a guide, um, the search for Pluto was resumed at the Lowell Conservatory in Arizona. And this was after he had died. The search for Pluto. Mickey and Goofy are sir. <laughs> Wandering around yelling, here, boy! Oh, my gosh. Um, On February 18th, 1930, Clyde W. Tombaugh. It's B-A-U-G-H. I don't know how to say your name. Formally discovered Pluto. Um, Some astronomers questioned whether Pluto had sufficient enough mass to affect the orbits of Uranus and Neptune. Um, So in 1978, James Christie and Robert Harrington discovered Pluto's only known moon, Charon. Okay, Charon. This is a Greek. Charon. C-H-A-R-O-N. Chiron? Chiron? Hold on. I have to look up how to say it because I know he's also like a person of Greekness. Which did you know that you that the person who discovers a planet gets to name it? I know that seems like really obvious, oh. but um Leverrier and Adams agreed together to call Neptune Neptune. Chiron. Chiron. C H A 
O-R-N. Um, so they discovered Pluto's only planet, Chiron, in 1978. And together, it was thought that Pluto and Chiron formed a double planet system, which was ample enough of a mass mm. to cause wobbles in Uranus and Neptune's orbits. So they were like, okay, that explains it. It's because of the moon with Pluto. Yeah. However, this is the big Pluto event. In August 2006, the International Astronomy Unit, or the IAU, formally changed the definition of a planet to mean, one, it is in orbit around the sun, mm-hmm. two, has sufficient enough mass to assume hydrostatic equilibrium, which means that it's round, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is a fancy way of saying the planet's round. <laughs> it's round. And have I been saying A, B, or C, or one, two, or three? <laughs> In my notes, it's A, B, C, but I was like, wait, did I just say one and two? And now I'm about to say C. One and two. Okay, so three. One, two, C. Two C is one, two, C. Um, three has cleared the neighborhood around its orbit. This was the killer for Pluto. Oh. It had not cleared the neighborhood around its orbit. And so Pluto did not fit in this definition, which led to its classification as a dwarf planet. And this was partially caused, they had to redefine what a planet was because of the discovery of the plan, of the dwarf planet Eris by Mike Brown of Caltech University. Mike Brown's very important. Um, he's going to come back very soon. Um, and Eris is the largest known dwarf planet which exists inside the Kuiper belt with Pluto. So it's the mm. largest known dwarf planet in our solar system. And the discovery of Eris, along with other orbital objects near Pluto, led astronomers to realize that that Pluto had not cleared the neighborhood around its orbit and therefore could no longer be a planet, be considered a planet. Sorry. R.I.P. So what is the Kuiper Belt? The Kuiper Belt is a zone of the solar system extending from the orbit of Neptune, and it contains asteroids and other objects and dwarf planets that give a hint to what the early formation of the solar system looks like, which is really interesting because it's a bunch of stuff floating around, and the solar system, many people believe, was created by, like, stuff crashing together. So it's really just a bunch of stuff that hasn't crashed together yet. But Belt mysteriously drops off. Like, it's not like a gradual fade with like oh like as we go out there's less and less stuff it's like all of a sudden all the stuff stops like it's almost they, they compare it to a cliff's edge weird so astronomers creepy. is that creepy um so astronomers including mike brown of caltech believe that it drops off because of the existence of a 10th planet which has cleared its orbit to create the kuiper belt that's why it just drops off and the evidence, this this is their planet X now. The, the existence of 10th, really 9th, because Pluto is no longer a planet, um, the ninth, this 9th ninth planet, which has created the Kuiper Belt because of its orbit. Um, this is a quote. The evidence, this is a quote from Alan Stern, an astronomer at the Southwest Research Institute in Boulder, Colorado. Um, he says, the evidence for the existence of planet X is compelling, but although calculations show that a, such a body could account for the Kuiper Cliff, no one has ever seen this fabled 10th planet. He said this in 2009, um, but really it would be the ninth planet. That's really what astronomers consider planet X, now formally called planet nine, this planet beyond the Kuiper belt, if it does exist. That's planet X. But <laughs> there is also a planet X conspiracy theory. The planet X conspiracy theory has to do with something called the Nibiru cataclysm. 
which is a supposed disastrous encounter between the Earth and a large planetary object, which would either collide or nearly collide, that certain groups believed would take place in the early 21st century, specifically 2003. Um, And believers in this doomsday event usually refer to this object that would hit the Earth as Nibiru or Planet X. The thing that would collide. This idea was first put forward in 1995 by Nancy Leiter. Um, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. Okay, two things. One, yeah. <laughs> the second time we've talked about 2003 in this episode, so I was already like, wow. And then 1995. <gasps> oh my gosh. Whoa, 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 whoa. When I was born, why are all the years lining up? I swear to God, we only took about three years. 1969, 1995, and 2003. <laughs> like, that's it. It's, it's true. They come up a lot. What does that mean in numerology? Let's find out. Um, okay, so <laughs> what number does it add up to? What number well, does 1903 is just five? Wait, wait, wait. What is 1969? What number is that? Oh, Num- I did that the other day. One plus nine is ten. Plus six is sixteen. Plus five is twenty-one. Uh, what plus five? What? 1969. <laughs> I was thinking 1965. <laughs> One plus nine is ten. Plus six is sixteen. Plus nine is twenty-five. 25. So it's seven. Yeah. I wonder what that means. Um, Okay, so Nancy Leiter. Leiter describes herself as a contactee with the ability to receive messages from extraterrestrials from the Zeta Reticuli star system through an implant in her brain. Uh, I don't want to be like, you're crazy, because I don't want to believe that anyone's great. I don't want to pass judgment on somebody that I've never met. However, this is... I, is I only pass judgment because I have fallen for it before. Yeah, you've immediately been like, oh, wait, Romanek. you lied about everything. <laughs> Sam Romanek. <laughs> Sam Romanek tricked you. <gasps> Did you watch it? It's creepy. Yeah, I watched the first like 20 minutes and then I got nervous and I turned it off, which is not, it's such BS because I know that it's not real. And like, why can I watch like scary demon movies, but I can't watch aliens? Who knows? That's been faked. Who knows? Um, she states that she was chosen to warn mankind that the object would sweep through the inner solar system in May 2003, though she later postponed that date, causing the Earth to undergo a physical pole shift that would destroy most of humanity. She did later try to claim that it was going to be in 2012, mm. fueling the 2012 panic. The, uh, yeah, the idea that a planet-sized object will collide with or closely pass by Earth in the near future is not supported by any scientific evidence and has been rejected by astronomers and planetary scientists as pseudoscience, there's that word again, and an internet hoax. So she was she was proved wrong. But that was also a conspiracy theory that yeah. when you look up Planet X, it might come up with this conspiracy theory of this woman. Um, so Planet X is now formally referred to as Planet Nine. Oh, there are some astronomers that believe that it that it does exist. Its gravitational effects could explain the unusual clustering of orbits of objects near Neptune. This undiscovered what they call super Earth sized planet would have a predictive mass of about five to ten times that of the Earth and an elongated orbit of 400 to 800 times as far from the sun as the Earth. Um, So it would take a lot longer to orbit it. Mike Brown suggests that the planet nine could be the core of a giant planet that was ejected from its original orbit by Jupiter during the genesis of the solar system. Huh? So he's like, okay, so this planet probably bumped into Jupiter, got broken apart. And the planet that remains is actually the core of the original planet. Uh, Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. 
I was picturing it like being launched out from the center of the planet. So literally everything I just said was data as of like 2009. And then no one talked about it. And meanwhile, the people at Caltech are like researching away, being like, yeah, 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 planet nine. And then in February of this year, Mike Brown and his team at Caltech come back again. And they published a new paper stating that if planet nine does exist, they would be able to spot it soon. So after literally no words from them for 10 years, they're like, okay, guess what? We have some more proof and we might be able to see it. And everyone was like, where have you been? <laughs> it's been 10 years. <laughs> it's been um, 10 years. Yeah. His partner, Konstantin Batijin, I don't know, <laughs> said, the prospect of one day seeing real images of Planet Nine is absolutely electrifying. Although finding Planet Nine is an astronomically great challenge, I'm very optimistic that we will image it within the next decade. So a lot of astronomers believe it doesn't exist, but these guys specifically believe it because um, they say that there's still odd things happening in um, Neptune's orbit and that there has to be something going on since it's not Pluto and Mm. it's not anything Kuiper Belt. It has to be something beyond there that's really affecting their, that's really affecting the orbit. Um, They think if it exists, it's about five times the size of Earth. Now, the thing that's weird is that I was listening, yeah, when I was listening to Astronomy Cast, the astronomer on there was saying that Neptune really isn't experiencing odd patterns in its orbit, that it was just obs- uh, observation error and human error that recorded it that way. But that was in 2009. So what I don't know is if since then Mike Brown and his team have continued to be like, no, look, we can definitely prove that there is like something going on in the orbit. I don't know if they've been able to definitively prove that, but. I guess they have. Again, there's huge gaps of information in here. (laughs) There's like nothing. No mention of Planet X for 10 years and now all of a sudden we've found it. (laughs) I'm sure we're always exploring space. It's true. Like when they find, if and when they find Planet X, Planet X is just going to become the next planet that they try to find in our solar system. Yeah. Unless there are no more. We don't know. So in our solar system. Yeah. You asked why it doesn't factor into astrology. There's two reasons. One, it is, its existence isn't proven. <laughs> I don't know that it's there. Um, and the second one's really the big one for people who follow astrology. So the planets change in the zodiac according to how long it takes them to orbit the sun. So planet Mercury yeah. will move from sign to sign to sign according to its orbit around the sun. Yeah. Right now, it takes Neptune about 165 years to orbit the sun. So its zodiac sign changes every 14 oh. to 15 years. This is why generationally, we have we have zodiac signs by generation. Your zodiac and Neptune will be true for your entire generation. Planet X, if it exists where they think it exists, depending on where it is, could take anywhere between 10,000 to 20,000 years to orbit the sun. Oh my gosh. So this means depending on the exact number at like kind of minimum planet X would move into a different sign once a millennia, maybe a little, maybe like once every 900 years. So astrologically, it's like, how do you even account for that? Like, what does it affect? Like, it's It's like far away. It's so far away. Right. It's like, how could it possibly affect anything? But also that means it would affect them for literally an entire millennia. Like that means if it exists, like humans, homo sapiens would have probably only gone through the whole zodiacs once. Like in our entire existence so far, if Planet X was real. So that's why it's not factored into astrology. Okay. That makes sense to me. Yeah. 
because it would be kind of insignificant. Yeah. It would be like, everybody likes dogs, is what it affects. <laughs> Every 12,000 years, we stop liking dogs. And we like cats, and that's why the Egyptians liked cats. There we go. <laughs> ah, I love cats. I know you do. I don't understand people who don't. I was at um, a friend's house the other night, and his cat was being so sweet and cuddly with me. And then one of my friends was actively like, oh, cats are evil, and like would run away anytime I like... Rude. wandered near him the cat cuddled into my arms like being so sweet and i was oh. like i don't this is because you're a scorpio <laughs> which he is and that is everything about planet x oh thank you so much for telling me you are so welcome well i guess if they said that we'll, we'll they were like we'll be able to see it in 10 years i guess then we'll see in about 10 years yeah we'll see we'll, those we'll, guys we'll, were telling the truth yeah we'll get back to you in 10 years when I'm 34. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> By our mid-30s, we'll have Planet X. What a gift. Um, <laughs> all right. Thank you so much for listening. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at YKWIBW Podcast. You can check out our website, I've been wondering.com. If you like what you're hearing, you can donate to us on Patreon at patreon.com slash YKWIBW Podcast. Please donate. It makes a it makes it feel more worthwhile that we're doing some good work. Yeah, you know we put we put time into this, but we don't necessarily get anything out of it. So it mean a lot to us. <laughs> if you if yeah, you would donate, enjoyment. Yeah, we get enjoyment, but this but, is our hours that we could be <laughs> our hours that we could be at work, and we're not. We're here, so consider that. Um, and you still get to enjoy it regardless. You get to enjoy it for free. Um, and finally, if you have something that you've been wondering, you can email us at I've been wondering podcast at gmail.com. We would love to incorporate that into our show and know what you have been wondering. Okay, Sarah. Yes. Do you know what I've been wondering? What have you been wondering? Okay, so I want you to talk to me about Brexit. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Specifically because they have a new prime minister now. Right. And I I know he's like Trump, but worse or is what people are saying about him. Uh, but that's, that's pretty what, hard. That's a pretty what, big what, are he, what are his plans for Brexit? Like what are Boris John what's what's Boris Johnson up to? What's he thinking about Brexit? Boris Johnson and Brexit. Oh no. This is revenge for what I asked you about. <laughs> what did I ask you about Trump? I asked you um Oh his his golf his golf the golf expenses. <laughs> this is oh, yeah. This has been a long con. Okay. All right. That's fine. I deserve it. Okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I, like, that's just such a big topic, but it's fine. It's all right. I'll let you, I'll give you, I'll give you some recent news, but I, I'm going to like hit you back with like, tell me about the Mueller report. <laughs> <laughs> Read the full 400 page. <laughs> no, don't. Nobody, nobody would listen. Nobody. <laughs> Someone oh, nobody, would. nobody would listen. Um. Okay. All right. We can do that. That's fine. <laughs> this is fine okay Jane you know what I've been wondering you've been wondering it has been a while since we've done um, explaining a trend and okay. why it happened so <laughs> this is so radically different than what you asked me about <laughs> um, it's fine. Maybe I'll try and make my Reddit segment something to connect the two or something. Maybe. All right. Sometimes we connect and sometimes we don't. And that's totally fine. I'll, <laughs> you tell, 
I want you to tell me about why in like 2012, I'd say kale became very popular. <laughs> okay, I will. Yeah. I'm going back I'm going back to our kombucha episode. I love when you talk about kombucha. I want some of that again. I always now, whenever someone talks about Whole Foods in Portland or like the hospital <laughs> that I actively was born in, like anyone anytime anyone's like, Yeah, main medical center. Uh, like inst- I used to be like that's where I was born and I'm like that's where they studied the kombucha that was too alcoholic and that the kombucha craze began like <laughs> I have such wealth of random knowledge it's like actually impressive like, like I-, I love it like I feel like I am just a a funnel of useless information it's not useless but it's just like it's well absolutely now my- not useless no, it's not useless, but it's like, well, now that occupies my space in my brain, which means I'm probably going to forget, like, my first word. <laughs> you know, it's like, your brain your only is so much. first word? <laughs> that was a bad example. Like, what was I'll... your first word? I don't know. My first word was probably mom or dad, but my second or third word was asparagus. Because <laughs> my mom hated it so much. My mother hated this, but my first word was slush. <laughs> which... It not like like real not like snow slush, but there was this video store a block away from my house when I was a baby, and they sold these things that were basically like, like um ices or what are those slushies. called? Basically like slushies, but it was um a little more frozen, so it was, little, so it was something you scooped. Oh, and okay. you, like put it in a dish and you'd eat it. So it was basically like flavored ice, but that it's was called like slush. Water, right? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah, it was like Italian ice. Um, but <laughs> okay, you I just did. had to throw out there that it's Italian ice when I, I said I water ice. Wow. I did, I did. It, it's like that. It's like that. Wow. But my <laughs> mom, I guess there was there was one day I hadn't said a word yet, and my mom was walking my brothers into the video store, and I was in the stroller, and I pointed at the cooler where they kept the slush, and I went slush, and she went no, 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 no. Like, <laughs> your first can't be the sugary food that I give you guys sometimes. Like, <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so funny. No, my first word was probably was definitely my mom said it was definitely like mama or dada or something like that. But like very early, I said asparagus, and very early, I said chicken nuggets. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I just love chicken nuggets. Um, so but then one day I said kale, and why is what I want to know. Yeah. Okay, I'll look up kale. Great. I will find out about awesome mother. Great. That is everything. Thank you so much for listening. You know what I've been wondering. 